Blog Talk Radio. I'm Arthur and speaker, Madeline C. Kirksey. Whenever you want to be empowered, tune in to my good friend, Gregory D. Anderson, Jr. Uncle Greg Speaks Live. What I'm saying to you this morning, my friend, even if it falls your lot to be a street sweeper, go on out in sweet streets like Michelangelo painted pictures. Sweet streets like Handel and Beethoven composed music. Sweet streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweet streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. If you can't be a pine on the top of a hill, be a scrub in the valley, but be the best little scrub on the side of the rill. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. It isn't by size that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. <laughs> Can you hear me? You are tuned into the best talk show in the North, South, East, and West. Shows best in the north, south, east, west, worldwide. Hosted by Gregory D. Anderson Jr. Now buckle up. You're listening to Greg Speaks Live. Greg Speaks Live. Innovative, powerful, intelligent. Who and what you say? Greg Speaks Live. That's who, where you can get the information that changes a nation straight to the issue that matters. With voices you can trust. Greg Speaks Live, where truth and freedom ring. Hosted by Greg Anderson Jr. Now here's your host, author, and certified anger management facilitator, Greg D. Anderson Jr. Motivational, inspiring, powerful, and elegant are only a few words to describe Madeline Carla Kirksey, speaker and published author, with the winning combination of wisdom, excellence, and dynamic oratory skills. Madeline delivers a message of hope and empowerment. 
that changes lives. A native of Orange, Texas, now Houston-based, Madeline is a spiritual motivator, innovative entrepreneur, author of In the Pursuit of the Promise, and public activist. This entrepreneur is highly regarded for her graceful command and stance for religious liberty after her story made headlines all across the world, including the United Kingdom and Finland. Madeline Carla Kirksey explains her faith and bold living on Greg Speaks Live. My guest today is author, speaker, and teacher Madeline Carla Kirksey, who made national headlines everywhere after she refused to refer to a transgender six-year-old girl student as a boy. As a result of her position, she and other unknown staff were fired, and the story went viral, throwing Madeline's front line in the national spotlight. In fact, Dr. Creflo Dollar picked up the story and flew her into Atlanta, Georgia, to sit right beside him to talk about her bold faith, based stance that led her to being terminated. Kirksey is the author of the book, Pursuit of the Promise. She is currently in works of a new book. Dr. King once said, if a man has not discovered something that he will die for, he isn't fit to live. Our subject is standing firm despite the consequences. Not everybody can do that, but my guest, Madeline, is sincerely one who is true to her faith and spiritual convictions. We're going to learn more about Madeline Carla Kirksey and what made her put it all on the line. You're listening to Greg Speaks Live. I'm your host, Gregory D. Anderson, Jr. Today's GSL is being brought to you by Texas Anger Managers. If you need anger management, call 832-329-7148 or visit them online at www.texasangermanagers.com. Welcome to Greg Speaks Live. Madeline, finally, you're here. Welcome to Greg Speaks Live. I'm happy that you are um, decided to finally come on the show because she's been hard to get a hold of because, as you know, everybody's been trying to get at you. They've been trying to get with you. So how's everything going? I'm blessed. That's great. Good to be here. Definitely great to have you. It was kind of interesting how just um, yesterday I just did a quick little post uh, on Facebook. It was quite different than the actual story. The um, I just kind of did something similar to your story. In your case, it was a six-year-old girl mm-hmm. who wanted to be recognized as a boy. I kind of flipped it, and I kind of wanted to see what kind of response I would get from the audience. And, of course, I left away, came back, and it was just <laughs> out of there. So you guys can kind of go to uh, the Facebook and kind of see all the various uh, commentaries uh, there. And so, again, um, very, very interesting. Uh, briefly share with our listeners the moment um, shifted, you know, for you as a teacher into international leader and a voice for Christian values. Uh, well, basically, um, when you're asking, are you asking how did it all begin with the young girl or just me in general? Well, actually, how did it all begin? Yeah, definitely with the, as far as the, the young girl. How did that take place? Kind of, because a lot of people, believe it or not, there are people who know you that didn't know that this happened right, recently. Right, 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 right. And so some of them are on the line. They said they were calling in. So I see the lines are blowing up as it <laughs> is here. So we're going to get to you guys right away. I won't keep you. But go ahead. Madeline's going to kind of introduce the story. Okay. Well, basically, November the 3rd is when everything transpired okay. of last year. So it's almost been a year now. Um, and it started at a program here in Houston um, where I was a manager. I was not a teacher. They had it written that I was a teacher. I was not a a teacher. I'm a manager of the program. 
and a young girl came in in the beginning dressed as a girl, and a few months, about four months into the program, she wanted to, well, she was being transitioned into a boy. And um, that's basically how it started. She came in with long hair, but we did notice the difference in her appearance. So like, the gradual change. Right. Well, she might have on like a, a Spider-Man shirt and some pink tennis shoes or, you know, you, you could tell that it was a combination of girl and boy kind of thing going on. But we didn't, it stabbed in good alarmed until she came one weekend with a very short haircut. That's when everyone got. Because that was kind of drastic. Yes. Yes, it was a very drastic change. Now, everyone else was kind of, you know, uh, concerned. Me, I really wasn't because I've been doing this 27 years. So I know the transition of kids. Kids want to be Spider Man, they want to be, you know, Elsa, they want to be whatever. I don't really pay attention to that. Um, I didn't have a, a concern until the incident happened when we were asked to call her a boy from this day forward and call her by a boy name. That's when I had the concern. And it was more so because the staff were upset. Um, so staff upset about her okay. wanting to be called, referred to as a boy? Well, it wasn't really um, they were upset about her because no matter what, we loved her and treated her equally. It was no difference, no matter what. Actually, she was extremely close to me mm. of all the staff. She would run over everybody else and run to Miss Madeline. Everything was Miss Madeline. She was extremely close to me. So um, the staff got upset because of the way it was being handled, and that was my problem. It wasn't that it was being handled. It was the way that it was being handled. Um, it was the secret, secrecy, um, trying to keep it away from the pa- other parents and not, uh, not to say give the child's name out, but just to let them know if your child comes home and starts talking about a little girl that wants to be a boy, which a lot of people have issues with. And it came out later that parents were upset um, that they should know that. You know, if they have any other, you know, if we have anything else in the program that may cause interest for the parents, we have parent meetings. You know what I'm saying? So we wanted the parents to be involved. We didn't want to just walk around the issue and just start calling her a boy. But well, I wasn't calling her a boy no matter what. Exactly, you wasn't going to call her a boy no matter what. Now, now did you have, uh, was there some backlash also among the staff? Because all the staff, I'm sure, wasn't in agreement with the Nobody. fact that you took this position. No, no, everybody agreed oh, with me. Everybody agreed. Yeah, everybody agreed with me. Okay. <laughs> wow, quite, quite interesting. And you guys are just tuning in. Of course, I'm talking with Madeline Carla Kirksey. She's explaining her faith and bold living on Greg Speaks Live. Uh, today's theme is standing firm despite the consequences. I repeat, standing firm despite the consequences. As a number of people, they, they say they believe in a specific thing, but when it comes down to being willing to die for it, it's like, well, I'm not going to go there. I love it, but I ain't quite ready to, 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 take, to take that step. Not quite ready. So, uh, again, uh, this is a very, very interesting, intriguing um, subject, and rather than me throwing out all my questions right right now, we're going to go ahead and go to the phone lines and do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Looks like I have an area code 713, that's uh, 927. You're on the line, Greg Speaks Live, with Madeline Carla Kirksey. What's your question or comment? Hey, Greg, this is Georgia and Sherrod. How are you? Hey, Georgia. Hey, how are you? I'm good, great. Good to hear your voice. Yeah. No. Great. I, I, great to hear you. 
Good to hear you too. Good to hear your voice. Mark, are you having some technical difficulties on that line? Are you able to call us back? Uh, or are either something, because something, I'm hearing a lot of rattling there. And we definitely want to okay. hear you because uh, you made some excellent points on, on the post. Yeah. Is this a better, can you, is the connection better now? No, it's absolutely not better. Okay. We're probably going to need you to probably hang it up. I don't know if it's the area that you're in, but I'm hearing a lot of crackling. It's, and so I, I see your, your line. I'll bring you right back on. I'll call you back. Okay. Thank you. All right, looks like we have another uh, phone call from Erico 281. Seven four zero. You're on live with Greg Speaks. Go ahead. Uh, good evening. Good afternoon. How are you? Uh, we're well. We're well. And of course, uh, this is a very interesting subject. Uh, <laughs> and uh, did you have a question or a comment? Well, here's my uh, yes. I have a question. Uh, I think it's awesome the stand that you took. Can you just share for others who may be in the workplace who may sometimes have things that happen and that they're not really sure based on their value system how to proceed, what steps would you give someone on how to move forward and to hold fast to your faith in the workplace? Okay, good question. Good question. You know, actually, I didn't know my stance, and I really wasn't concerned in the beginning uh, about, uh, you know, laws and that kind of thing. I, I just was standing up for what I believed in. But later I did find out that there is a law, um, religious liberty, um, and we do have rights in the workplace as well. Um, so my suggestion in the most people would be to go out. And um, I, I, the unfortunate thing is we don't spend a lot of time looking into laws and understanding our background and the things that we believe in. So my suggestion is whatever you believe in, whatever you trust in, that you, you know, read up on it just in case something like this happens. Because I've had this question many times. I've had people call me from CPS and different you know, work areas because they were saying this could have happened to them and how, you know, uh, how would I suggest that they handle it. My suggestion, I always pray about everything, so that, that that's always my suggestion. And God just led everyone to me, and actually someone told me about religious liberty. I didn't know about it. Um, it was uh, presented to me by someone uh, actually who was very special to me and who was a judge in uh, Houston um, who has now a big, huge um, online website. Um, and she kind of got, she's the one who got my story out there. I'm not going to put her name out, but she got my story out, and it blew up the way it did. She was the one. But she helped me with a lot of legal aspect of it all. But we do have rights, and um, a lot of people don't know that. Um, they just be quiet when these kind of situations happen, or they just walk away. Um, and that was my first, uh, that was the first action that I was going to take was to just quit. You know, I could find a job anyway. That was my thoughts, but God didn't tell me to do it that way. It wasn't going to mean as much as it did if I had got terminated. So I just took the blow, um, and that's basically what I would suggest, is that you go out, um, find laws, read read about laws, um, and just go from there, basically. All right. All right, caller. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your call. All right, so, again, it looks like these lines are definitely blowing up. You are listening to Greg Speaks Live. The phone number is 516-531-9641. Again, it's 516-531-9641. Of course, I am talking with Madeline Carla Kirksey. 
uh, author, speaker. Of course, I say a teacher, but you know I put that out there. But uh, I, I do want to say uh, everybody put it out there. Yeah, but but you know what? To a degree, we all kind of we teach. We all also serve uh, in some type of way. But uh, definitely um, appreciate you as a guest. Great questions, you guys are coming. Look, we have uh, Georgia. We're gonna bring Georgia back on seven one three nine two seven. Let's see if she have a better line this time. Hi, Georgia, Greg. are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me better? Clear, clear, clear. Much better, much better. Great. Okay, we're going to revisit some of that, that question. What What was something, you, you had something that was pressing that you wanted to say uh, regarding this subject. And I think you, uh, yesterday when I read what you had to say, you couldn't help, most people reading that couldn't help but feel it. Mm-hmm. And I even saw where Madeline had checked like on it too as well. Because, again, sometimes when you're talking about subjects of, of course, transgender and these natures, some people do not want to touch certain subjects, but I think it's important for us to be able to understand that we can still love people right. where they are. I think you agree with them because mm-hmm. we can agree to disagree. Right. What What is your position and stance, Georgia? Well, you know, I think you said it uh, very well. I've known Carla. We've known each other all our lives. We actually, uh, my mother was her religious teacher back in the day. So, you know, I'm really proud of her taking the stance that she took, um, however, the, the point that I was trying to make is always try to make these decisions that you do, not just in a vacuum, but look at it from the perspective of everyone affected. And in this case, obviously, it's a child. Um, and if this were your child, you know, how, how would you respond? Now, not knowing all the particulars, you know, all you can do is just respond to the question in front of you. But knowing the person, oftentimes, you know, you know that they're a compassionate person or they're not, you can kind of from there question, okay, why did you make the decision you made and did you consider X? And once the person clarifies, and in this case, um, did you consider that this particular child um, may have had other issues going on? I mean, I've read things about XY chromosomes and, you know, we all understand chromosomes, that kind of thing. You know, we, we all grew up and had biology. But if there's more to a person than, than your chromosomes. There's the environment that you grew up in. There's also things that are very much unknown. And that was the point that I was attempting to make is that not knowing this child's situation, not understanding, first of all, I didn't know how old the child was, but not understanding what chemical issues were going on, what environmental issues, what genetics are going on. You know, how do you take the position that this is wrong when God made us all. He made no mistakes. Mm-hmm. And the second part of that is even with that, it's it's the trials that we go through that make us who we are. Just like this trial that she's going, I'm sure there's a great mm-hmm. deal of persecution <clears throat> that goes along mm-hmm. with taking a position like this. It's difficult. And if you have mm-hmm. an individual in your family that's transgender, that is gay, that is, I forget one of the mm-hmm. other categories someone tried to, to put up there, it's not that simple. It's not black and white. These issues are oftentimes yeah. fall in that gray area. And so how do you get through that without being judgmental about people, right? right? In other words, mm-hmm. judging the sin and not the person, and at the same time really trying to understand that maybe we don't have all the answers, Right. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I agree with everything you were saying. And and what I do want people to understand, because this is the biggest uh, misconception, is I have something against gays, transgender, any of that. That's not even my spirit. And like you said, you know me, you know, Mm -hmm. better than most. 
Um, <laughs> we grew up together. But that's not that's not my stance. Um, my stance was more so that I had been in that program for 12 hours with this child. I've watched her being teased. I've watched her being uh, pushed around, bullied. I've, I, you know, I've watched the whole episode. I was there. So my thing was to protect her. Um, I prayed that it would be handled differently because I wasn't being listened to. I handled it this way. Um, I tried for maybe two weeks to handle it in a different way, um, but it came out this way. Um, which means, when I say this way, I mean uh, legal TV, that kind of thing. Um, but as far as the child, um, I absolutely believe there was more to the story. Um, I can't go into her background, um, but the story is, is, is pretty deep, and it's probably more emotional for her. Um, so my stance was, first off, my belief. And it wasn't to say that she couldn't be who she wanted to be. She could be whoever she wanted to be, but let her be. That's, that was my stance. Um, but for me to call her something that she's not, I was not going to do that. That was my stance, that she's not a boy, she will never be a boy, and that's why I wouldn't do that part. Now, as far as loving her and caring for her, that that never stops. It will never stop. Even to this day, I still love her. You still have that bracelet? I still gave have her bracelet <laughs> in my purse right now. Wow. I still have that bracelet, yes. Okay. Definitely, George, definitely appreciate your, your commentary. Any other questions or comments? Well, no, I would like to just say this to add on to, to what Carla's saying. It's always important to know all of the facts, especially when we comment. Um, you know, right. these are very emotional type issues, emotionally driven. Right. And if you do have an individual in your family that is transgender or that's transitioning, um, which yes. I personally don't, but I've got some things that are near and dear to my heart, and I have quite a few friends right. that live in that community, all wonderful mm-hmm. people and all have very different stories, all very, very different right. stories, each and every one of them. But it's important that before we pass judgment on Anyone in the situation, well, first of all, you shouldn't attempt to pass judgment. Walk in their shoes for just a moment. In your shoes, for example, you know, really, how do you deal with a child that young coming to you in the way that they did, watching that child Mm -hmm. go through the difficulties? And I have an 8-year-old, so I know that children can be very interesting at that age. They can be cruel. They can be kind. They can not care, and they can be over the top. But really understanding all aspects of it, what the parents are attempting or not attempting to do, what they're doing, what your administration's attempting to do. I'm just really happy that you're able to really clarify because that soundbite gives you one story, but hearing you uh, talk about it from all different angles really kind of helps clarify and I would say that all the people involved on the uh, string of conversation yesterday, we all know each other. We've all grown up together. And in love, I'm sure that, you know, no one, no one was truly offended. We were just, I think, very all passionate about our perspective. But appreciate you. Love you, sister. We'll continue to pray for you, Greg. Keep up the great work. And um, I'll keep looking and seeing what's going on. Thank well, we you, Georgia. appreciate you, Georgia. Definitely an uh, excellent call there. Looks like we have another call. We're going to go ahead and uh, take this one extra call because these lines are hot here. You see them. Uh, Madeline's right here taking a look at them. Uh, you, you're tuned in to Greg Speaks Live. It's 832-574. What's your question or comment? 
My, it's more of a, um, well, I guess I would say my name is Alicia Jackson, and I've been listening for a little while, and, and I want to applaud you for believing what you believe and taking the stand that, you, that you've taken. But what I would like to know is where are you now with that, with all of the attention that you're getting? Where are you now emotionally and, and as far as employment goes? Thank you. Great question. Yeah, great question. Well, first off, uh, I'm going to start with the employment part. Actually, the very next week, um, I was at a press conference, and my old supervisor from a previous job saw me on TV and called me and said, do you need a job? And I said, yes, ma'am, I need a job, and that's where I'm working today, still in child care um, at a Christian-based program. So I'm doing what I love, uh, basically. Um, as far as where I am now, um, the battle continues. I'm, um, it's still going on. Um, EEOC has the, the um, has the case, um, and I'm just patiently waiting. I'm not really focused on that. Um, it, the ride was emotional in the beginning because of the. Uh, national and world attention. I mean, I had calls from Finland and uh, just got a, a month ago, I got a call from reporters in the UK. So um, it's been crazy, but God has kept me grounded. So all I've been doing is doing a lot of praying um, and staying focused um, because I've been attacked by many people, but, you know, I, I I just stand on the word of God. I, I don't. I don't know how to put it any other way. I continue to be prayerful, love everyone, um, put that out there again. Um, but I still stand on my faith. Um, that's basically where I am right now. I would definitely appreciate that call, uh, Mrs. Jackson. Of course, uh, if you want to call in, the number is five one six five three one ninety six forty one. We're going to go ahead and take a break. But before that break, I have to say this to you. Um, I, there's been a lot of support for you, okay? And there's also been some opposition. I did a little homework, went online, a little different than Creflo. I have a different approach. Uh, I love Brother Creflo. But, uh, you know, and again, I, I saw the support. So I just wanted to read a couple things to you that I saw. Now, one thing I'm not going to read, I'll read it off air while we take this break. But one thing a person said was that this is this, this person's name was uh, Spot. 1701 said, and, and this is a quote, uh, kids six, and you, Miss Kirksey, are standing up saying how brave and stout of religion you are for making a six-year-old cry? How very noble of you. And it had a gift looking like, you know, like that type of thing. Another person, uh, I ain't going to say this, now, so I'll tell you this one off air. Uh, this other person named Gare DeVal says, thanks heavens. This lady doesn't work where I work. I'm I'm um, having enough trouble as it is getting everyone to call me your serene highness. <laughs> okay, and so you you could actually speak to that when we come back from this break. <laughs> and so, like I said, I'm sure you've heard heard it all. You listen to Greg Speaks Live. My guest is Madeline Carla Kirksey. We'll be right back. Right after this.
gotta be where you are. Come on, raise it before him. Say, wanna be where you are. Gotta be, gotta be where you are. I wanna be where. Imagine just standing before the king. Oh. I can only imagine what it would be like when I walk by your side. I can only morning, my friend, even if it falls your lot to be a street sweeper. Go on out in sweet streets like Michelangelo painted picture. Sweet streets like Handel and Beethoven composed music. Sweet streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweet streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. If you can't be a pine on the top of a hill, be a scrub in the valley, but be the best little scrub on the side of the reel. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. It isn't by size that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. Motivational, inspiring, powerful, and elegant are only a few words to describe Madeline Carla Kirksey, speaker and published author, with the winning combination of wisdom, excellence, and dynamic oratory skills. Madeline delivers a message of hope and empowerment that changes lives. A native of Orange, Texas, now Houston-based, Madeline is a spiritual motivator, innovative entrepreneur, author of In the Pursuit of the Promise, and public activist. This entrepreneur is highly regarded for her graceful command and stance for religious liberty after her story made headlines all across the world, including the United Kingdom and Finland. Madeline Carla Kirksey explains her faith and bold living on Greg Speaks Live. My guest today is author, speaker, and teacher Madeline Carla Kirksey 
who made national headlines everywhere after she refused to refer to a transgender six-year-old girl student as a boy. As a result of her position, she and other unknown staff were fired, and the story went viral, throwing Madeline Frontline in the national spotlight. In fact, Dr. Creflo Dollar picked up the story and flew her into Atlanta, Georgia, to sit right beside him to talk about her bold faith based stance that led her to being terminated. Kirksey is the author of the book, Pursuit of the Promise. She is currently in works of a new book. Dr. King once said, if a man has not discovered something that he will die for, he isn't fit to live. Our subject is standing firm despite the consequences. Not everybody can do that, but my guest, Madeline, is sincerely one who is true to her faith and spiritual convictions. We're going to learn more about Madeline Carla Kirksey and what made her put it all on the line. You're listening to Greg Speaks Live. I'm your host, Gregory D. Anderson, Jr. Today's GSL is being brought to you by Texas Anger Managers. If you need anger management, call 832-329-7148 or visit them online at www.texasangermanagers.com. All right, welcome back to Greg Speaks Live. Uh, Madeline Carla Kirksey explains her faith and bold living on GSL. You're listening to Greg Speaks Live. Uh, the lines have been hot, and I appreciate you guys. And, of course, you can feel free to inbox me any of the questions that you have. Those of you who were not able to get your questions in, I will be more than happy to um, forward those over to Madeline for her to respond to you directly. And so, Madeline, of course, <laughs> when we went to break, I kind of mentioned about the opposition because, again, I know you you get opposition. You what are some of the the things you've had to deal with without going too deep there? Because again, you people are very opinionated. Mm-hmm. What have you had to address or deal with? And I know that some some, some things are just foolery. You mm-hmm. can't address every single thing. But what have you run up against taking this position? Well, first off, it was. First off, it's, it's, it's like I said in the beginning, um, you know, people have said I was against gays or lesbian or any gender. I'm not against anyone. Everyone has the right to do what they want to do. That's my thing. It, the fact that someone stands up for what they believe doesn't mean that they're against you. It's their beliefs. And my point is, if these are my beliefs, and you have your beliefs. I'm not trying to stop you from doing yours. Why would you stop me from trying to believe in what I believe in? That's my whole opinion. And that's basically what mostly – I don't really listen to the negatives because I've never been an opinion person. You know, my dad prayed with me, so he's okay with it. My mom's okay with it. My step-parents are okay with it. That's all that really matters to me. You sleep well at night. Yes, I, I sleep very well because, first off, I understand calling, you know, I understand purpose. And I know that at night I stayed up with this. I, I know when God was talking to me that I wrestled with this. I, I wrestled with this for a long time before I took the stand. God told me what to do. I followed his instructions. So I had to take whatever blows that was coming my way. I wasn't concerned about it. Um, I stand boldly in Christ because I know calling. And it's hard to explain that to people that don't understand purpose and calling and religion. Um, So it was my calling. This was my assignment. And I took the assignment. Even though I wrestled in the beginning, I'm fine with it now. I'm I'm good. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, two questions to us. We can wrap this up because we obviously are at the end here. Uh, basically, what we have is uh, what what what's one lesson you would give to myself and my listeners? What's one lesson that you've learned about taking a stand over your past year? Mm, the lesson. Mm. That's a good question. But for me, the lesson the lesson was to be obedient. Because I just consider this whole year my season of obedience. You know, everybody go through a seasons of transition or obedience or, you know, God sent us through each little sessions in our life. Whether we believe him or not, he sent us through different things. And this is my season of obedience. And one thing that my pastor always taught us was obedience is better than sacrifice. And that basically means that sometimes you got to sacrifice everything to be obedient to Christ. And that's just where I am right now. I, I, that's the lesson I learned in all this. And as I told him at one of his, uh, his, he just had his anniversary and I had to speak. It's uh, being, it woke me up of how important it is to stay aligned under leadership. And I just truly believe that I, I had left where I was, then that anointing that he poured on me, I wouldn't have been able to stand in this season that I'm in. So um, that's like a test. Too. It was a test. It was a test on understanding alignment, mm. you know, because the anointing overflows. It's like a glass being overflowed with water. It pours down on us. Mm-hmm. And so I had to understand that I had to stay under that in order to receive the anointing. And so basically that's what I learned. This is my season of obedience, and I'm good with whatever. I take all the beating. Christ took way worse. Believe me, he took way worse going to that cross. And if he could die for me, I could lose a job for him. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, listen, you guys, when you're listening to Greg Speaks Live, uh, Madeline Carla Kirksey is my guest. And, uh, Ken, you, I, got, I got to close out with this final question. And uh, but before I close out with the final question, I need to know, uh, books. I know you were working on a book. Because I know, I know about the one book that you've already done, which was, you know, uh-huh. Now, where are we at right now? Because I went and I tried to get get a copy of that book, and they said, uh, you know, I guess you got that blocked. Mm-hmm. You, you stopped it. Yes, What's yes. going on? Why would you do that? <laughs> well, I'm working on a new one. So okay. I'm working on a memoir, and the memoir is basically going to be over this season of obedience. Um, I'm not going to get a title yeah, yet. Yeah, don't do that. I'm going to get a title yet, yeah. but it's, it's going to be a good one. Okay. Um, okay. So it's coming out on prayerfully February 2017. Okay. It's almost finished, so okay. be on the lookout. All right. Well, we're going to be looking for that, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Well, finally, uh, last question. Finally, can faith and our role in the workplace coexist? In today's society, it is very difficult. Uh-huh. Um, and that's because of you know, a lot of Christians, a lot of believers uh, look at that job as their source. For me, it's my resource, not my source. Jesus is my source. Right. So, you can lose that job at any time, and people fail to forget that. People lose their job and lose their mind. Thank you. Because they made their job their God. That's it. Your, your source is the Lord. Mm-hmm. Your source is God. Um, that job is just a position. It's a resource. It's a, it's a resource. Resource. So your source is the Lord. Your source is everything comes from Him, okay. and in the end, everything that is has to succumb to that that we created it. Mm. It can't. Nothing can exist without Him. Yes. Even though people trying to do it without Him, it ain't gonna work in the end. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. 
It's in the word. Absolutely. But yeah, faith is a difficult thing, but just stand on the word. I, I, I just convince you to stand on the word no matter what. I've been bashed. I you know, I don't try to pour religion on anyone. I just love him for me. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So if you come around me, you're gonna to have to hear about him. If you go on my Facebook, you're gonna to have to hear about him. If you go on Instagram, you're gonna to have to hear about him. Right. If you don't wanna hear about him, then don't come by me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I definitely wanna thank you for uh pouring into uh this uh season, your season. And that's been very, very powerful, interesting. Uh, again, this has been Madeline, Madeline Carla Kirksey on Greg Speaks Live. And, of course, all good things come to an end. I definitely want to thank you for coming on board. Are there any final comments uh, that you would like to leave with my audience? And also, I just pretty much want to know, what do you feel? What, what would you like to leave? When you leave, when all is said and done mm-hmm. in this life, mm-hmm. what, how would you like to be remembered? Well, one thing that I always said, and I, it's one of my greatest fears, is that I get to the gates of heaven and the Lord doesn't have a crown for me. Mm. I want when I get there that he say, Child, well done. The robe, huh? That I yes, yes, the robe and the crown. And I just want him to say that everything that I assigned to you, you passed. That's that's just my purpose in life. Whatever he assigns me, whether I want to do it or not, and it's been more things not that I want that I've done than I wanted to, because, you know, it's I wanted to stay there. I enjoyed my job. Um, actually, I, I love those kids a lot. But you gave me an assignment, and you, you have to do what you have to do. Uh, so that's pretty pretty much it. Uh-huh. All right. Hey, thank you, guys, uh, for tuning in to Greg Speaks Live. Remember to live each day as if it was your last, because it could very well be. Okay, shoot for the moon. I was told by a man years ago, shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you shall be among right. the stars. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Peace and blessings. We'll see you next uh, Saturday. Uh, Of course, it'll be 2 p.m. Saturdays at 2 p.m. for Greg Speaks Live. Uh, Greg Speaks Live is being sponsored by Texas Anger Managers. And if you know anyone that is having fits of rage, angry, visit TexasAngerManagers.com or call 832-329-7148. I'm Gregory D. Anderson, Jr. You've been listening to Greg Speaks Live. What I'm saying to you this morning, my friend, even if it falls your lot to be a street sweeper, go on out in sweet streets like Michelangelo painted pictures, sweet streets like Handel and Beethoven composed music, sweet streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry, sweet streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. If you can't be a pine on the top of a hill, be a scrub in the valley, but be the best little scrub on the side of the rill. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. It isn't by size that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. <laughs> yeah, I go. Can you hear me? You are tuned into the best talk show in the North, South, East, and West. This is the largest passenger broadcast of any aircraft of its kind, with over two million seated followers worldwide. We are currently flying at an altitude of thirty-two thousand feet above ground. As we descend, you will experience turbulence, excitement, insight, and resolution. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please bring your seats to an upright position. Make sure you fasten.
impresario Gregory D. Anderson, Jr. And once again, thanks for flying with Greg Speaks Live. I'm Arthur and speaker Madeline C. Kirksey. Whenever you want to be empowered, tune in to my good friend Gregory D. Anderson, Jr. Greg Speaks Live.